Hey, it's Sandeep. Hey, it's Patrick. Welcome to Moments of Brilliance, a podcast about life, laughter, and raising daughters. Patrick, do you ever like listen to a song these days and it just takes you back down memory lane? Yeah, you know, there are times when I hear a song and it takes me back to like an, an old girlfriend or like a uh, a time in my life when I was like hanging out with friends or like a party or like this amazing concert I went to. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, it's for me, I've got those all the time. And for me, my, my song era tends to be the nineties, the nineties. Yeah. So like, I mean, and not even just grunge, but you know, certainly grunge was a huge part. I remember, you know, being 16 in high school, listening to Nirvana or like, um, there was back then there was a girlfriend I had that was huge into Matchbox 20. And I remember going to see Matchbox 20 at a small venue in London for like $8. Like these are things that I remember about, um, bands and songs. And I still have this huge thing with music. I still love, love music. And I'm trying to get my daughter into loving music too. Do you, do you have that? Do you have that where you get that moment? I think a lot of people yeah, do, but I mean, like, it's very funny. You remember what, like, I don't know if it was, it was like this for you growing up or like, you know, when your parents used to play all these old, old, old school songs back when they were kids Oh yeah, or, or things that they remember. And you're like, what is all this? Like, I, I'm not, I don't know. It's not cool. But then now we're those people, right? We're, we really, we, like, we really are those people. We, well, did you grow up? With your parents listening to a lot of music in the house, we did. Um, so my parents, they were they were immigrants from Africa, and they moved to Canada in the late seventies. When I was when I was born, it was a lot of like Indian music slash West Indian music. So we're East Indian, but this was like West Indian music. I remember growing up. So that's like a mix of like Caribbean stuff, and and there was there was a genre called soca which I still listen to um, and Calypso music. There's chutney music and those are all like Caribbean based sort of like genres. And that's what I remember growing up from like with my parents. And personally, I never really got into like my own style of like my own, like version of my own self with music until I I listened to music late. I was probably in grade, I want to say grade six, seven, seven, maybe I think grade seven. So that's kind of late. But as soon as I heard the first song that I loved, I, I don't think I looked back. And that first song was Money Ain't a Thing by Jay-Z. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z changed your life. Jay-Z changed my life. <laughs> well, it, it is funny because I think, you know, in, in today's topic, we're talking about music. And it's kind of, you know, what is the music that shaped you? And are you talking to your daughters about music and are you trying to shape them and i think it's it's an interesting one because music is so personal to everyone for me i grew up with parents that loved the beach boys and my mom loved elvis and we always used to listen to this radio station back where i grew up in london ontario called 1290 cjbk and they played oldies all oldies all the time so it was Elvis, Janet Dean, the Beach Boys, 
a lot of these groups. But then also back then it was, you know, people like, um, the, uh, the group that sang Cherish. I can't remember their name. Cool in the Gang and just lots of older artists. So I grew up listening to a lot of that. And like you said, that was like your parents can, is that was my parents, mm-hmm. music, right? Very different. But then as I grew up, um, I grew into rap and hip hop. So like my friends and I would listen to like public enemy and, you know, heavy D and the boys and, um, you know, so many other like rap artists back in the day, Dre and Snoop. And so I still listen to those kinds of bands still. Um, Outcast is actually one of my favorite artists of all time. And we won't even get into Andre 3000's flute album that he just put out. That's a, <laughs> that's a whole disappointing thing to many people, but so many other things. Yeah. So how did you kind of, how has music sort of shaped through your life and shaped into how you've been kind of raising your daughters with, with, with music? What are some, some things that mm-hmm. you've kind of done? I mean, if I look back, like, since that jay-z moment like it's been like a lot of rap for me growing up and rap hip-hop um so you know i was very into like biggie Pac, dre eminem snoop and to this day i think eminem is still like my favorite lyricist probably a ton of controversy back in the day about what he said um in his music but i absolutely loved it and i know like it's 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 (laughs) if you look back at his lyrics that would never fly today never People think like music shapes the way your personality is also like if you listen to violent music, you're going to turn into a violent person. I don't think so. Like I found a way to separate the two. Right. Um, I love Eminem. I love him as an artist. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't exactly speak that way today. Um, right. And that's an interesting topic, right? Because can you separate the art from the artist? This is always an interesting one because I remember growing up a lot and I still have. Michael Jackson's Thriller album on vinyl. I got that when it came out. So yeah. I still have that today. And he's a controversial artist, not from what he said in his lyrics, but from a lot of the allegations and charges he has outside. Yeah. Do I still think he's a brilliant musician and artist? He's just, there's no argument to be made. He has shaped a lot of today's musicians and it's hard to deny that now he was obviously shaped by a lot Mm -hmm. um certainly shaped by you could say the beatles and the stones shaped a lot of artists yeah and those were ones that i grew up with like i still love the beatles i you know wasn't i wasn't um alive when they were still a band but i was born late 70s and i still listen to them today and there's still the question that a lot of friends and I ask is like Beatles or stones. And that was always a big thing back in the day. And I don't know if you've ever heard that, but yeah, no, it's always sure. like, which one did you love more? And I'm always been a Beatles person. Yeah. So you think about that, but it's interesting when you get into bands that are kind of controversial. Yeah. And their lyrics, especially back in the day, back in the day, it was like, Oh, who do you listen to? East coast, West coast. Or I'm like, I listen to good music. No. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's always interesting to try and separate the artist, yeah. the artist from the, because if I think about, would I let my kids over to Neverland Ranch? No, not a no. But do I still love his music? Yeah. So yeah. it's very different. It's a weird thing these days. And I think we're much more sensitive to that kind of stuff. It's no different than Elvis. 
uh, well, Priscilla was what, 14 or 15 when she met Elvis and he had a penchant for young, young girls. Would that fly today? No. Do, are, has he appropriated a lot of different cultures in his music? Yeah. Is he still a good artist? Yeah. Did he write a lot of his own songs? No, but he still brought it to the fore. Mm -hmm. Songs that failed before him, he brought and they became huge. And those songwriters made a lot of money because of his music. Yeah. But could he be considered controversial? Yeah. So sometimes it's a bit weird when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, you got to separate the artist from the person. And really, do you know the person? You don't, you don't know them one-on-one, -on -one, right? So like, You know what you read. Yeah. You know what you read, right? You know what the media feeds you. So sort of back to the topic. And I mean, we got, got a little off track there, but that's a good conversation. What are things that, what is, what, what are some music that you listen to with your daughters today that you listen to back then? Like, have you introduced them to any rap yet? Have you let them li listen to Eminem yet? Um, um, yeah, not really. Um, maybe one day, but right now, like the history of the music that my kids have listened to have started with, you know, the basics like nursery rhymes or the wiggles. They weren't into Sesame Street of Blow. I loved it. Then they started getting into like, you know, at home, we didn't shy away from playing like music that we liked when they were growing up. Um, what they really gravitated towards was reggaeton music. So it was like, nice. yeah, it was like dance hall music. I love dance hall. Yeah. Love it. And, and so like we played songs by like Bad Bunny, Daddy Yankee, Nicky Jam. So we, I should say we don't speak Spanish at home, so we don't understand the language, but we love music. For all I know, they could be, and I'm sure they do talk about like uh, things. <laughs> Very that, interesting things, I'm sure. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll it, translate one of the songs. If it was translated in English and it was playing in English, I don't know if we'd be playing it at that age for them. But anyways, they really gravitated towards that sort of genre music very, very young. So um, they loved it. And then Black Eyed Peas came up um, and then you noticed my older daughter starting to gravitate towards one song. So Black Eyed Peas did a, an album with reggaeton artists. I, I forget the name of the album off the top of my head right now, but it was a really, really good album a couple of years ago. And it was all featured with reggaeton artists. And there was this one song in particular. It was just like a, a, a really hilarious music video that my daughter just loved. And so like every night uh, after dinner, we'd play that and, and she'd be dancing around the house. It was just cute to see. And we could start seeing like, okay, so she's, she's starting to get into music, which is really, really fun. Really, really cool. And yeah, it's, it's funny. You speak, you talk about black eyed peas. My daughter's favorite song right now is the time dirty bit by the black oh, yeah. eyed peas. And you talk about after dinner, we have to play that song at least three times in a row after dinner and it is a five and a half minute song i believe and of course from the great album ella funk wonderful black eyed peas album though it does have fergie in it and if you know the black eyed peas there's originally only three of them they added fergie to get commercial success really true story okay so um good album though yeah can't uh but we have to play that and so that that is one of her favorite songs right now and that's one that i like I won't say grew up because I was older when that song came out, but some of her, as I think about it, as she's been growing up, some of the stuff that I've introduced her to. So she went through an Elvis phase. 
Um, like I said, I still listen to some Elvis. My mom loved it. So it's a bit of a tribute to her when I listen to it. She loves Candyman by Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Great old song. Uh, she listened to, she loves Fireworks by the Tragically Hip. Of oh. course, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, being a Canadian, they hip are huge. She liked Blow by Kesha. I don't know if I'm proud of that one, but <laughs> she loves Blow by Kesha. Uh, she liked Waka Waka, which is by um, Shakira, which was the theme for yeah the uh, the, the World Cup a number of years ago in South Africa. And now she's on to the time dirty bit. So, like that's a wide range. And for me, I'm trying to teach her a bit about these artists. So when we literally, if I say, "Hey Google, play music in my house." it comes up with everything from like grunge to Canadian rock to, you know, U2 to classical to a lot of the stuff that I listen to today, like Dua Lipa and Olivia Rodrigo. These, this is the, my playlist. Yeah. And so my wife is like, this is the most schizophrenic playlist ever, but that's everything that I always ask Google to play. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, through that, introduce my daughter to, that's funny. These like all these different genres. That's funny. You should say that because you know, like if you were to, I'm not going to say the word, but if you said, Hey, G O G G L E right now, because it's going to start, um, you would get a wide range of genres with me too. Only because like, I like, so we have the one account, but it's like linked to everything in the house. But so for me, I'm like really, really big into all different types of music these days like and it all depends on my mood so if i'm if it's early in the morning like really early if i'm up i like to meditate so i I listen to a lot like meditative like slow paced stuff i do my breathing exercises if i'm if it's really early i like and i'm cooking breakfast i like i enjoy listening to classical music so i'll turn that on and it really gets me in the zone um if I'm studying, I'll listen to a lot of like things without lyrics because if I'm, if I'm listening to something with lyrics, I'm always like dancing to it with my, right. my head. But if it's without lyrics or if it's a language I don't understand, like reggaeton music, then I can get work done. So these days it's either lo-fi music, it's either um, jazz music or, or something like reggaeton. Um, so I love listening to that stuff when I'm studying. That's, that's interesting because I always have... So if I'm working and I really have to get a presentation done for work, I listen to, it depends on the mood I'm in, but sometimes it's like the, the, you know, 1999 family values tour album, which is like corn and limp biscuit <laughs> and, you know, primus, those kinds of bands. That's who was there. It's a lot harder. If I'm like baking or cooking at home, I always listen to, um, like house and those kinds of things. And yeah. because that's what I used to listen to. So I was a baker for eight years in a bakery, um, when I was a teenager and there was a summer I worked m- midnights and to try and stay awake, I would listen to like hard house and like what they called tr- trance and they don't just dance music back then. And so I still bake with that. Yeah. Um, Studying, yeah, I, classical a bit sometimes for me, depending uh, if I'm trying to like study something or read something. But it really just 
kind of depends. And then just, it really depends on, like, like you said, it's mood. Yeah. So for me, it's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of hip or like wide mouth Mason or David Usher or moist again, more David Usher. So I, I get into that more like nineties. I tend to gravitate more to the, the nineties stuff. I think the most often yeah. I would say I go back to, if you look at a lot of my playlists, but wanted to ask you, is there an artist genre, anything like that trending in your household today? Yes. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes. So there's a bit of a story to that. So she's got her arrows to her coming up. So my buddy loves Taylor Swift. His wife does, I should say. So she was actually able to get us tickets to Taylor Swift next year. Cause I said, you know what? If you get tickets wherever they are, we'll, we'll, we'll go with you because it is going to be like uh, the concert event of a lifetime and it's going to be a spectacle. So even though I was not a huge Taylor Swift fan prior to, I mean, I knew of her music. I, I liked it. I had nothing against it. I just wasn't, yeah, like, it didn't register huge. So I would actually say that um, since we got the tickets to the heiress tour next November, I've been quote unquote studying up on my Taylor Swift to make sure that <laughs> I know the songs. So if you're at my house at any point, you know, uh, recently it's a lot of Taylor Swift and all of her albums. And I would say, since I started listening to them, I actually really like her stuff. She's an excellent songwriter. I'm, mm -hmm. I kind of get why there's so much hype around her. Now, is there too much in some cases? Sure. I mean, the New York times are one of the, 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 newspapers now has a taylor swift reporter specifically to her seriously <laughs> um do i agree that she's times person of the year depending how you de you know define person of the year i could see that she's got the highest grossing tour of all time it just passed a billion dollars she gave all of her u.s tour staff a hundred thousand dollar bonus every person and she's got like this massive tour staff well wow. so like She's done a lot of stuff that no other artist has done. And the thing, if you've ever seen her Miss Americana movie, which I now have because again, I'm studying up. She is fighting this stigma that women over 35 are finished when they're in the music business. They're washed up. They're done because they're too old, which mm -hmm. is very sexist because if you look at men and look at Keith Richards, how old is he? 912. Mm -hmm. Um, and people still are like, yeah, Keith and Mick, they're awesome. But if you saw a woman that old, they'd be like, look at her, the old hag. So it's this weird. So she's fighting the stigma and she is not 35 yet. I don't believe, but she's trying to fight against this stigma that, you know, yeah. older artists are finished. Yeah. So I think it's, she's kind of got this power that way. So I, I'm kind of fascinated by her these days. Not, I wouldn't call myself a full Swifty yet, but I am fascinated by Is that what they call them a Swifty? Swifties, yes. Oh, man. But I think, you know, she has also spun off things like before her, huge fan of Dua Lipa. Yeah. Love Dua Lipa. I think the stuff she's doing is great. But she's also spun now into me liking um, artists like Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, okay. She's fascinating. Like, so it, I don't just listen to 90s. I love some of the newer stuff too. And it's funny that my new three fa favorites are are women and i think it's just there's a lot out there now but you see it's a lot a lot dancier yeah like i got 
still if I listen to rock, it's all nineties, generally, and grunge. But if I listen to dance, I still love DJs. Mm-hmm. A lot of DJs. You know, I've been listening to um a bunch of sets on Apple. They have sets from this this big festival called Tomorrowland. They've got it for years. I was a DJ promoter for uh, a year and a bit. A buddy oh, and really? I, a buddy I... and I actually started a business where we were promoting up and coming DJs around the the London area. Didn't make uh, a lot of money at it. Got a few gigs out there. Actually had a guy who opened for Tiesto on our roster. So very interesting sort of life. So I've always gotten into music. Yeah, that way. Oh, so I think cool. it's it's fascinating. Very very cool. Now, is there is there anybody on rotation in your house these days? Who's the who's the main one? Um, so I think so. It's not so much mainstream music these days, but he's stepping into that game. He's an independent artist. His name is Connor Price, and so I think I've mentioned this to you before. You make oh, you talk a lot about Connor. You, you Price. make fun of me a little bit here and there, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just really really like. <clears throat> Really like the guy. He's a he is your man crush, and it's okay to have a man crush. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> he's uh the things. Some things I like about him is is his story, um, like uh, and how he how he became like really really famous over the last five years. Like when he started off five years ago, he like a recent TikTok. He was showing his his stats and um and so like he's an independent artist, and for independent artists, it's really hard to like make it and be known and sell out concerts but he's he's now doing all of that and it's from his first year on spotify he was only like having he only had about i think seven thousand downloads or which would get you nothing on spotify or streams yeah i don't know the dollar amount around all that minuscule um but now like in uh 2023 which five years later he he's at 608 million uh, streams off of Spotify. Ooh. I feel like I'm a big chunk of that. because <laughs> That is also deep. <laughs> he's really taken off. Um, he's, he's, I, I, I like his story. He was born in Markham. I grew up, I spent 20 years of my life in Markham. Um, I grew up there also. Um, now he's in LA, but, uh, he, he has a, a wife from Chicago. So he, he lives in LA. Um, but what what I really like about him, he's not only a rapper. I don't know if you mentioned that, but he's not only a rapper, but he's an amazing lyricist. Like he can tell stories just like so. What he reminds me of what is Eminem, but in a totally different way now. Um, he he doesn't swear. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink or anything. He he really focuses on his craft. He really focuses on the grind, the entrepreneurship. So that's what I really like about him. And and he's. He's, he does it so well with different genres of music. He can, he can sing, dance, uh, sing, rap to any genre um, so far. And whatever he puts out there is, is, is a banger. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a banger. Yeah. We use the term today. All right. Um, then. And, and to the point where, you know, like I always wanted to introduce my girls to rap to the point now where I've introduced Connor Price to my girls and they absolutely love him, especially one song called too hot. Um, and, and they just love that song. And, and I, it kind of makes me happy because they're like, dad, can you play Connor Price? And they'll just like switch it on themselves on the Google too. And then they just dance around with it. And it's, it's cool. It's good music. It's, you know, I, I'm happy with introducing it to them. And, you know, he's really, 
hit the demographic of like like me this type of dad plus he's he's like capturing the audience of my like little girls also so oh that's funny yeah i had a moment in my car the other day where i had again i used to love 90s dance so like you know i i we used to love aqua i actually went to an aqua oh, yeah. an, aqua. an aqua concert this summer yeah. so you know my daughter's always asking for barbie girl but i also used to love like uh, brooklyn bounce um and get ready to bounce was on in my car the other day and she's like daddy why is my leg just shaking <laughs> so she was dancing That's um, cool. and so it was it kind of made me like you know warm inside because it was just kind of funny yeah so two two questions before we end today yeah um Number one, is there an artist you will not let your kids listen to or a genre? Um, right now, yeah, there are a couple. I, I don't know who that might be. I mean, anything else like we were talking about TV shows last week, right? Like you just got to censor it a little bit right now. I want to get them to the point where they just love music for, for the sake of music. Yeah. For, you know, for face value, for like, you know, bringing up their moods or whatever it is. Like I want them to love music for music. Yeah. Um, so I think as a parent, you just, I'm just going to slowly introduce it to them when I feel like they're ready. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, if it's playing one day in the background, like WAP or something like that, I don't know <laughs> because that has happened in my household. My daughter went up to G O G G L E and said, Hey, can you play some music? And you know what? I was listening to that the other day and it just like came on. I was like, whoop, whoop, got to change that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, in, in my house, there's, there's a couple. Number one, uh, death metal. And the only reason is, um, I actually hate death metal. I, I, I know they're talented artists and I know there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me. I just hate death metal. Uh, I don't like the music. I don't like a lot of, symbolism what it you know what what they're, they're a lot of them talk about satan etc so no death metal ever mostly because i hate it but number two right now is trying to restrict some with stuff about you know like i wouldn't let them listen to cop killer or any of those kinds of songs um from like old rap artists that mm -hmm. talk about killing cops and those kinds of things is it the swearing no not so much because I, I swearing is in the world. Yeah. They are words. And again, we've talked about this before. It's like racist comments or things about killing cops, those kinds of things we try and keep off of. So like if I've ever started my playlist with um, a public enemy song, sometimes it will get into other, you know, yeah. straight out of Compton yeah. or some of those other genres where I'm just like, whoops, nope, not that. Yeah. So final question of the day, do you remember the first concert you went to? Yeah, it was an Usher concert. Interesting. Yeah, I was at uh, Air Canada Center. I was sitting way at the back. I felt, I felt like the concrete like wall right behind me. <laughs> well, that was far back. And I only went, um, I went with an ex-girlfriend at the time. I think it was a birthday gift. And, and so like we went to see it, even though like the seats were like, it was really hard to see anything, but I would say like, it was like one of the really, 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 really good concert. And, um, he's an amazing performer and it was really amazing back then. I'm interested to see what he's going to be doing in the Super Bowl yeah. um, coming up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing concert. How about you? My first concert was the tea party. I don't know if you remember the tea party. 
Whoa. Um, I would have been 15 or 16 years old. We saw him at a venue called Centennial Hall in London, Ontario. It's amazing. I still love the Tea Party. Um, they actually played recently in Hamilton, Ontario, and I couldn't go, but I really wanted to. And I, I think it would have been awesome. But I've tried to get to a lot of concerts yeah. over the years yeah. just to see a because I love it. I love the live experience of anything. It's the same with sports. It's so or, different. Eh? Like I love the live experience. Yeah. Like I was, I've been fortunate enough. I got to see you too. We were in the 20th row of their pop mark tour wow. way back in the day when it was still called the sky dome. And like we, we've seen some really good, but I love like small venue mm-hmm. artists. So like I've seen the philosopher Kings probably three times. Mm-hmm. I've seen, you know, wide mouth Mason a couple of times. I saw him free a few years ago in Oakville. Like that was, just these like Canadian artists or these like smaller artists that play small venues. I realized that when we go see Taylor Swift in November of next year, it is not going to be that way. <laughs> um, but we were lucky enough to get these amazing seats that cost uh, way, uh, way too much money. But so we'll be a little closer, but uh, I love these, just these. And like I said, my wife and I just went and saw Aqua yeah. in, in uh, Niagara this summer and that was a lot of fun so i i just love the live experience I, I would love uh you know we, we should uh plan something and take uh our girls to see a, a live concert somewhere. yeah i'd love to see my kid at a concert right now i know she'd have big headphones on <laughs> um because she does not like loud noises at all and actually i should say that i wear concert ear protection when i go these days oh yeah just because my hearing is going to get worse because I went to so many concerts as a kid. So my hearing's already bad. Wow. So I think, uh, yeah, it would be great to take him because I want, and we've been to small little ones. Like there's this CP holiday train that runs through Milton every Christmas. Oh yeah. You were telling and, me about that. uh, they have two artists that play. So, you know, this year there was a couple, one band called C force. And I cannot remember the other girl's name who came this year. And, my daughter always likes to just dance and just have fun at those little things. So she yeah. likes the concert experience. I can see it in those little half hour snippets of yeah. how much she likes it. So I'd just be interested to see her at a full concert. So one day we'll see. Yeah. I have not yet taken my girls to see a concert, but something on our list to do. So absolutely. Let's plan that out. That's great. Well, thank you everybody for listening this week and we will talk to you next time. Thank you everyone. See you. Moments of Brilliance, a podcast about life, laughter, and raising daughters.